This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. We're more than halfway through the third quarter, and the Labor Day holiday is on, is on Monday, so you're having a nice long weekend. By the way, the market will be closed on Monday, so we have prepared an all-new compilation podcast, Best of Caller Questions. I will return with you live on Tuesday. That'll be me on the 6th. Um, I was out this week. I had a, a funeral to attend, so I apologize for not being available for most of the week. I'm Steve Peasley, and I look forward to doing this Investop podcast every day. Um, not every day. I split it with Justin, as you know, Justin Klein, and I do it. And our phone number is always the same, always willing to take your calls 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And, of course, as usual, we have lots of material to cover today. My focus point concerns, could buying the dips hurt your portfolio in a bear market? Everybody likes to buy the dips or think that they can buy the dips or buy at a low and you know sell at a high. It might be a little bit more complex than that. So we'll talk about that today, especially in a bear market that we're in. Because, you know, no one rings a bell at the top and no one rings a bell at the bottom. You just don't know where it is. So time permitting, we'll also talk about a few other things. The jobs report for August came out today. And I think that that would be something we should go over. Did you know that Apple on September 7th will have their annual meeting and talk about what they're releasing? And there's some pretty solid uh, speculation of what it will be. And I'm going to share that with you, too. And uh, don't fight the Fed. I've mentioned that many times in the past about don't be fighting the Fed. You have to go with the Fed. The Fed always wins. And what do I mean by that? I know I explained it before, but I'm going to explain it again. That's something that's really, really important in your lifetime investing. Keeping an eye on the Federal Reserve is super important. Importante. Okay, so we'll talk about that, too. And, like, that's about it as far as the things that we're going to discuss. Of course, it's Friday. You know, Friday, we always talk about the KPP Premium Lose Letter, as you know. And we got a couple of callers we're going to, in the voice bank, we're going to go over. Berkshire Hathaway and Innovative Industrial Properties. So we'll be talking about those. That's coming up at the, the KPP Premium Newsletter. will come up at the halfway mark. So I've got all this planned for this episode of the podcast. And, of course, I will take you, you take your live calls. Again, it's 888-99-CHART. So what did the market do today? It was down. Uh, the Dow was down 338 points. The Nasdaq down 154 points. And the S&P was down 43 Initially, it was uh, it looked like it might try to eke out a positive day, but that faded not not too many hours into the market day. It faded 
and we ended up with being another down day. And, you know, you have to remember it's also a three-day week, and a lot of investors, a lot of investors don't like to keep hold of their weak stocks over a long weekend. So that sometimes has an effect, you know, on Friday. Okay. Let's go to a voice bank question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is uh, Dave from Ohio. I've been listening for almost two years, learned a lot, so thank you. Uh, I have a question about a stock, Apartment Income REIT Corp, A-I-R-C. It's a small cap company, pays a nice dividend, 4.4%, and it has a low P-E ratio. Just uh, your thoughts. I own a, a small position and I'm thinking about adding to it. I'll be listening. Thank you very much. Okay, this is a fairly new company. It came out in December 2020, and here is, uh, so it's almost about two years old. Apartment Income REIT, AIRC, and we talked about REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, which they need that to qualify one, they had to pay 90% of their earnings out in the form of, of uh dividends so they don't have to pay income tax on the corporate level. This one owns, manages, operates 99 apartment communities across 12 states and the District of Columbia. Okay, it's a $41.10 stock. It's about $6.5 billion in size. Um, the P.E. ratio is fairly low if you look at the P.E. ratio last year and this year. Last year and this year. This year, they're going to make $3.61. The problem is, next year, they're scheduled, the estimate is $0.62 cents a share and a $41 stock. That means it's super expensive based on next year's earnings. Okay, and so your dividend yield will be very small. 90% of $0.62, cents, right, is what, 50-something cents? okay. On a $41 stock, that means it's tiny. So I don't care for that. Uh, its earnings has been very erratic in the recent five, six years that we have numbers for. Uh, and I, I, it's not something I think I would be comfortable owning. It has a very large debt, which is not unusual for a REIT because they borrow money and buy things and they have mortgages. But the sales growth is only going to be is only three percent in the March quarter, only three percent in the June quarter, and I I don't think it's worth to hold on to. There's better REITs than this. There's better REITs. Okay, we're heading into break, and I welcome your financial investment questions. You can do it right now. No question is too simple or too complex. So, you set the agenda. Call Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Why do listener questions make Invest Talk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that Invest Talk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've 
Learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, so we're talking about buying the dips could hurt your portfolio in a bear market. Now, it's important to understand the, the difference, you know, to differentiate between a bear market and a bull market. And we're in a bear market right now. Buying the dips in a bull market is much more um, stable, much better, uh, better at, uh, at having winning trades. Buying the dips in a bear market is more difficult. And I'll give you an example. If we just look at the NASDAQ, okay? Just look at the NASDAQ as at the beginning of the year, it started to tumble, right? Fell all the way through toward till March. And then in late March, or about halfway through March, it started to come back. Then it started falling again. And here we are starting to come back the last month or two up until about two, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Let's see how many days. Let's say one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, about twelve trading days ago, and it started to fall again. So what if you look at a chart, you'll see lower highs and lower lows. So buying the dip did nothing for you to but lose you more money in a bear market. So you gotta be more careful. You, it, it's not that it doesn't work, it's just that it would not hurt for you to wait a little bit when it does fall, okay? And when I say wait a little bit, make sure that it's not, uh, make sure it breaks above the, the most previous low or the most previous high for, the, I'm sorry, the most previous high. So the bar, market comes down, bounces up. You don't buy that dip, but it bounces up. Then it goes down again, lower than the previous low, then bounces up. Make sure that that last bounce up is above the previous high try to give you a better sense that this is actually a low and that you finally hit the bottom. So how do you know when stocks bottom? Well, don't think, you know, one of the major mistakes that a lot of uh, amateurs make is they think that the in a bear market that the ones, the stop types of stocks that was Leading the market before the bear market came are the type of stocks you should buy when it hits the bottom. That's not true. Sectors rotate. Different sectors in a bear market will push the market up from the bottom. Not the same sector that was a winner before. That doesn't mean it never happens. It's just more common that new leadership will take over the next bull phase. Okay? That's one of the rules. 
bear markets always signal a change in leadership. Sectors that lead in a new cycle won't be the same as those that led in the previous cycle. Try to remember that rule. So you're thinking, well, the tech stocks led all, you know, techs and growth stocks led, and they've done really well for 10 years, so they're going to come back. They're not necessarily going to lead you out of the next bull market phase. No, no. And we've been saying that now for some time that we think we're seeing a change to value stocks, not growth stocks. And that doesn't mean it's just, oh, well, it, it, it will last just a little, a year. No, it could last 10 years. I, I don't know. It could last one year. I don't, no one knows. But you do have to understand the sector rotation part. Okay? And remember, the Fed is tightening still. In other words, they're raising interest rates. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to have a, I have a separate discussion about that later on in the show, hopefully. Okay, so 888-99-CHART. Let's swing back to the Talk Voice Bank. This question came in early from Atlanta. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Bobby from Atlanta, Georgia. What do you guys think of uh, XPO Logistics? Is it a good time to buy or still probably a little bit more downside? We'll listen to the answer on the next show. Thank you. Bye. Uh, okay, the symbol is XPO, XPO Logistics, Inc., it's a $6 billion company, provides transportation and logistics services to customers in North America, Europe, and Asia. They make money. They've always had money. They've been very consistent in growing their money. The only year they made, they didn't make, well, they made much less money, even though they still made it, was 2020. 2019, they made $4.05. 2020, they made $1.01 per share. In 2021, back to $4.31. And then this year, 581, next year, 577. So they're leveling off. It's a $52 stock. So that brings it, what, 910 PE, 910. And the range is 6 to 67, big range. Return on equity is very good at 26%. Cash flow is very strong. They do not pay a dividend. The thing that worries me a bit is they have a lot of debt. I do like the fact that management owns 11%. But mutual funds in the last year has slowly been selling off. I think, uh, I don't think so. I think I'd stay away from this guy at this point. Not because it's a bad company. It's not. It's a good company. It's just that earnings are flattening out. Sales are, are starting to, they're, no, they're still growing, but the most recent quarter was 1%. So the sales have been falling. So I have a feeling... Yeah, you know, what's the next catalyst? What's going to drive it up? I, you know, I, I, I probably stay away, away from XPO. Okay, let's talk to Robert in Pleasanton. Hi, Robert. Hey there, Steve. Hey, I've Thanks. been I've been watching Intel for a while. It's been going down, 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 and um, just wondering if you think this might be a time to to jump into it. Um, pretty attractive dividend at this point, but. Um, you know, I know a lot of the chip companies are, are having some difficulties right now. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Intel, even though the sales for last quarter, the most recent quarter reported in June, is sell, shrank 22%. That's pretty tough, and that's probably a reason why it's going down. Um, they're going to make $2.29 this year, $2.69 last year, but they made five fifty the year before. So I t- I stay away from it. I, I we don't I don't think it's hit bottom yet. Wait till it hits bottom. Wait till you see it come above that bottom. 
This is Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Give me a call. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Okay, we're going to go to Paul in San Francisco. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Uh, I have a question about required minimum distributions. Um, you're required to take them out after age whatever, 70 or something like that. And 72. And you have 27 years or something like that to get them all out. And, and so is there a maximum age that anybody can have any money in there? And that would be, I think, below, below 100 and somewhere above 95. Is that true? Yeah, you... You can you you have to take your minimum distributions. They don't tar, start until you're 72. We're everybody we're talking about retirement accounts that you know regular IRAs or regular 401ks that you have to start taking the money out because the federal government wants your taxes on that money. That's the purpose. Um, but it, they changed it from 70 to 72 a year or two ago, so you don't have to start taking minimum distributions until you're 72. And they just recently, I just read, just recently uh, uh, extended the life expectancy a couple of years. So that means you'll be reducing, they'll re- be reducing the, the amount that they require you to take a little bit because you'll live longer. So uh, you don't have to work it down to any specific number, Robert. They just make you take out a certain percentage every year based on the tables. So, you know, you, you could pass away or I could pass away having a million dollars in our IRA. That would not, that could happen. So there's no, no, you don't have to take so much out, only, only based on their requirements of minimum distributions. And whatever's left is left. Okay? Thanks for the call. Well, Appreciate it. Yeah, if, if I'm over 100. Uh, if no, the age has nothing to do with it. Whatever's left over is whatever's left over. By the time you're a hundred, they may have already required you to take most of the money out. Did they, you know, because of they every year they they make you take out a certain percentage. So, if you're a hundred and you have some left, that's surprising. That's great, uh, great news. But no, you don't have to take anything out, just based on their tables. That's it. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, on Fridays, I generally make time to do a quick rundown on some of the benchmark numbers. The two-year Treasury was, uh, or is, at 3.417%. That's what a two-year Treasury pays, okay? And the 10-year pays 3.19. So, we still have an inverted yield curve, which is not good news for the market, not good news for the economy. That's inverted, meaning... Um, at 100% of the time, we are going into recession. Every time it's ever inverted, we went into recession. The trick is we don't know how far out. It could be right away. It could be a year, two years, two and a half years out. And we don't know how deep the recession will be. But this has been persistent. So it tells me we're definitely going into recession. 
And I, it's hard to know how deep it's going to be, but we're definitely going to go there. Well, by definition, we already have two quarters of shrinking GDP. So by, you know, quote unquote definition, we are in a recession, but it doesn't feel like it much at this point. So we got to deal with that. Gold was priced at $1,710 an ounce. Last week it was $1,736. So it's, you know, it's gone down. I mean, we're talking, it was $1,900 and 11 cents uh, uh, about 21 weeks ago. Okay, so that's, it has not done well this year. It did really good last year. This year, not well because the dollar has gone stronger this year. Oil selling at $87.37 a barrel. Last week was 92, the week before 89, uh, five weeks ago 99, seven weeks ago 97, eight weeks ago 104. So it's going in the right direction, downward. But just remember, 36 weeks ago it was $66 a barrel. Now it's 87. So it's still elevated from that period. National average for a gallon of gasoline, $3.80. I saw that when I had to go out to Arizona. It was $3.79 out there. And I made sure I filled up on the way back on my car because <laughs> I'm in California. And, and we're at $4.79. So, so, you know, it's also coming down. And it's been coming down pretty steadily, gasoline, for some, you know, eight weeks or so. So it still will can be coming down, but I think oil is going to stay elevated. I also think eleva- uh, um, um, inflation is going to stay elevated. Talked about that many times. And Mississippi is pretty low, three dollars and thirty-two cents. So now let's go ahead and talk to Dave in Ohio. Hi, Dave. Oh, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Thank you. Hey, uh, I own shares in 3M. Right. And with the lawsuit, the stock price just keeps on going down. Uh, my question is, should I cut my losses and get out, or should I just ride it through? Well, you know, they, they're selling off a part of their their business, the medical something part. And if you like 3M, if you like it, I wouldn't sell it, because 3M is still a very strong company. But I think it's gonna. I think it's still gonna continue to weaken. I do. So you have to make that decision. I like 3M long term. I do. But they're selling off a big division of theirs, and I'm not sure what that will do to the company. Monday, September 5th is a market holiday, so we have to put together a fresh compilation show, a best of caller question podcast. Look, look for that and post it on Monday. Okay, everybody. 888-99 chart. Give me a call. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. InvestTalk is here to help. And when you download the free InvestTalk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, the KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow. It'll be there in your email box. In the first section, the market conditions section, I explain, as volume surges back to the market, following the comments last week by Fed Chairman Powell, we have seen a complete whiplash, a complete turnaround from the previous two-month rally. Powell said that the U.S. Central Bank will use our, quote, use our tools forcibly, end of quote, to attack inflation that is still running near its highest level in more than 40 years. So Powell acknowledged that the rising interest rate will cause some pain to households and businesses. I love that. This will cause some pain to households and businesses, meaning... Some households will lose their jobs and some businesses will lose, will go out of business or struggle to stay in business and, you know, it causes some pain. Like, you know, this is what, this is why those guys in Washington don't live in the real world, you know, cause some pain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, I just find it, I don't know, tough. I just don't think it's very fair. Yeah, I understand you want to fight inflation. That can cause pain, too. I understand that, and I understand the need. But, you know, eh, just throw it out there. It causes some pain. Anyways, uh, the Fed is transitioning, right? We know that. The new expectation is that the Fed was going to tar- is going to target 375 to 4% range and remain there for a considerable amount of time. Now, that means the Fed funds rate is there. Not all the other rates will be higher than that. Mortgage rates, bank loan rates will all be higher. Okay. Um, on top of the Fed aggressive rate hikes, it's also their reduction is of the balance sheet, their balance sheet. They're going to reduce it by $95 billion a month now. And that's going to, that's called tightening. Okay. We're, they're tightening the screws on the money supply. It takes months for that to be reflected in the economy. Same thing with the interest rate. Doesn't just happen overnight. We we've seen it happen pretty quickly in the mortgage business, right? Took a couple of months, and there you go. Our housing is really starting to suffer. Okay, but you know it takes a lot a while. This is why I worry about them being too aggressive because by the time you see it affecting the economy, the rate increases, they're still raising rates, and those increased rates will affect it continually for months. So it makes it worse and worse and worse. And it's at some point they got to turn around 180 degrees back and start lowering because it's hurting the economy. But that turnaround won't affect the economy for months again. So they're always behind. Always. It, it bothers me. And on Wednesday, ADP, there they came out with their uh, their monthly uh, new job pay, a private payroll report, one hundred thirty-two thousand, which wasn't not very many, right? 
Um, so um, that was compared to the month before, July, 270,000. This is August. So, and I'm going to talk about, uh, hopefully before the end of the show, the most the report that came out today for the official jobs report. We'll hopefully get to that. Okay. On, thir- on Thursday, uh, statistics from the B- Bureau of Labor showed that the productivity decline in the second quarter was sharp. Productivity. What, is, what does that mean? It went down, dropped 4.1%. What that means to you and me is that the standard of living goes down. That's what that means. Okay. Um, so it's not good. That's a problem. And remember, and I noted the market in that first section, the market will be closed on Labor Day Monday, so be aware of that. So there's more commentary in the newsletter than that. There's more, but you'll, you know, have to subscribe. In the stock ideas section, I gave a company that designs, manufactures, and markets smartphones, personal computers, tablets, wearables, and accessories, and sells a range of related services. It dominates the technology space and as of 2022, it is the world's largest company. If you can't know from that description, if you do not know from that description what company I'm talking about, um, you need to brush up your skills, okay? Because it's kind of obvious. We see the company continuing to remain as one of the strongest performers in the technology space. However, with the Fed continuing to tighten policy and looking to raise the Fed funds rate, to a potential 4% by years in, that could further squeeze consumers out of the discretionary purchase market, discretionary spending. Okay. Uh, an integrated uranium supplier offering refining, conversion, and fuel manufacturing services. The company operates two segments, uranium and fuel services. The uranium segment involves the exploration for mining, milling, purchase, and sell of uranium concentrate. The fuel services segment involves the refining, conversion, and fabrication of uranium concentrate and the purchase and sale of conversion services. Okay? Now, this is is a company that you have to... It's a bet on nuclear power coming back. Remember, you know, most of Europe was shutting down or, or... curtailing dramatically their use of nuclear power and therefore shutting down their plants. Well, all up, uh, up until here, the, the Ukraine war, and they discovered how much they rely on Russia, and Russia uses uh, natural gas and oil as a weapon against Europe. Uh, now they're kind of rethinking those positions of shutting down their nuclear power plants. So this is kind of a play on that. So you have to take your decide whether that's where you want to go. Okay, you, just, you can subscribe to the newsletter. It's uh, go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. Let's talk to Trent in Long Beach. Hi, Trent. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for the call. You're welcome, sir. Hey, I have a, a question regarding my Calpers retirement fund. Um, I am 56 years old, and I have contributed $50,000 into my CalPERS retirement pension fund. Okay. And with their very effective investment, it's also grown another $30,000. So the, 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 the total value is 80K. 50K is the part I've uh, contributed. 30K is the growth in their, uh, their wide investments. 
here's my question. So I'm of, I'm of the understanding that you have two options. I can take a lump sum or I can take a monthly payout. The lump sum will give me my 50K. The, uh, the monthly payout will give me the 80K over a, over a time frame. So my question to you is, is a bird in the hand worth two in the bush? I'm afraid that California might go insolvent and it might not be uh, wise to leave my money in there for the next 20 years. Should I take the money and run is my question. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, CalPERS in California, I, I think that's pretty secure over the next 20 years. Okay. I don't think, okay. you know, because there, there's certain guarantees also. There's a federal, there's a uh, guarantee from the federal government uh, to some degree. Um, not a dollar per dollar necessarily, but it, so there, there's some protections there for your CalPERS retirement account. I don't think you need to worry about it, to be honest. I don't. Okay. Okay. So, okay so, good. That's um, that's what I'm looking for. It's, it's, yeah. a lot, it's a lot of money to give up, obviously. So it's a lot yeah. of money to give up. So I know, I know. I mean, Cowpers has okay. not been a very good investor. Let me put it that way, or, or a very good manager of the money, in my personal opinion. Uh, you okay. know, they like they like to they're do so, things. They're so, they're, they're so big, though. You know, they're so they're so powerful as far as their, their size yes. goes. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're pretty safe. I really do. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I just don't think they've managed their their people's money very well over the last 10, 20 years. I don't. Let's go to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. Hi, Steve. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I have some uh, Verizon in my uh, brokerage account and also my um, traditional IRA. And uh, I've just, I actually have just purchased it this year starting and uh, – various shares since um end of april and uh and i kind of watch it go down and i you know i didn't i'm not aware of any problems with the company per se just the economy and in, in general and and i've also purchased uh more shares recently and then some today and i'm probably i probably have enough now but just wondered if you are aware of any problems with the company because the dividend just keeps getting better on the way down <laughs> am i looking at it the wrong way or you think that's okay nope i think it's okay i i think you're fine there the dividend yield now at this price is 6.2 percent and you you when you do buy verizon it's with the idea of a dividend that you're getting not that you're going to get growth out of it because you're probably not going to get much growth right they just don't grow much but most you know it's a 41 dollars stock going to make five dollars and 25 cents so you know you're looking at a p of what eight and that's the five-year range is eight yep. to fourteen, so they have a pretty narrow range. So I think you're purchasing it at near or at the bottom of the range. Could it go down more? Sure, but the company itself yeah. would be fine. So you know, you would, just have to be patient. Say, would go you ahead. say at this point that they're in exactly? Are they in exactly the same boat that uh, AT and T is in, more or less? Pretty close to the same boat. Verizon actually looks stronger than AT and T to me. Okay, um, you know, I, I think, I, I think, uh, you know, I, we own Verizon in our managed account, some of our managed accounts, so maybe I have a prejudice there, but we like the dividend. The dividend is so strong, and it's not going to go anywhere, and they're not going to cut it, so you don't have to worry about that. You just have to live through this weakness, you know, in a bear market, that, and, and yeah, you know, I think you did the right thing, trying to add to your portfolio. Don't don't be crazy with it, but add an, enough that 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, part of your portfolio, and then I, I want you there, I would probably never sell it because of the dividends. Appreciate the call. Thank you for the call, Bill. That's, a, that's Verizon. VZ is the symbol. It's, you know, a $173 billion company. I mean, there's only two of these big companies, Verizon and AT&T, as he mentioned, and they're both strong. Um, you know, they may make a misstep here and there, but I, I don't see anything that Verizon really did that's wrong. I don't. So, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So the August jobs report came out, 315,000 new jobs. They expected 318. Last month, or July's, was 526,000 or so. The unemployment rate went up to 3.7% uh, from 3.5, and that was the estimate. thought it'd stay there, but it actually went up. 3.7, more people, more more new uh, new new uh Job seekers came into the market, and that's probably why it bumped up just a little bit. Um, and this was a number that was probably very soothing for the market. They're not too low, not too high, one of those, you know, just right kind of numbers. Because if it was too high, if it was, was 500,000 jobs again, I think the market was going to tank. Because the Fed feels all very comfortable raising rates. So that, that would have led them to increase more rates. If the jobs report was really, really low, let's say 100,000, like the ADP number, which was 132, then that would have been too low, and the market wouldn't like that because we're falling into recession deeper. You know, I'm talking about how the uh, the investor that the, the would 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 view those numbers and what they would do in turn to the stock stock market. The market went down, even though the numbers were pretty, pretty decent, right in where they wanted them to. And that's why the market started on the upside when it first opened. But I don't know, investors don't. I just didn't want to hold on to their positions over the weekend. Maybe, yeah, that's just the way it is sometimes, right? We were, we're rolling in through the hottest summer days right now, and September is usually pretty hot in Southern California. So if you live here, you know it's pretty hot, okay? Um, so um, near the I-5 freeway in Castaic, that's kind of above L.A., it was like 100 degrees. Okay, and, that's a, and I was in the desert, you know, in Arizona. It was 116, 116 degrees. I was driving through, and I said, man, that is hot. Okay, so... Usually this time of the year when market volatility is generally higher, volatility means you need to pay more attention and you need to have updated strategies, especially in this rising interest rate environment that we're in, in a bear market we're still in. So I'd like to take a minute or two just to talk about some of the benefits uh, I and Justin Klein and KPP Financial can provide. We are based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, but in Southern California, between L.A. and San Diego counties. And just to remind you, at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success, and we implement that in various ways. One is we, we, we give unbiased guidance to our clients. We don't buy somebody else's, some big house information and you know, go by what they tell us we should do or anything like that. We, we, it's ours. We, we provide them. The guidance we think is the smart thing to do. And we also put our money where our mouth is. We call it parallel investing. 
I mean, we buy the same thing as you, as our clients, in the same program, same percentage, same price, same time, so that, you know, we're on the same side of the table as our clients. I like that. I've always liked that, and will always be that way. So I would like it to, you can take an advantage and have us take a look at your portfolio. It's free. We don't, you know, we'll give you our unbiased guidance on that. We'll try to determine how much risk you want to take and make sure that matches what you're taking in your investments. You know, so that's kind of what we do. We don't try to talk you into anything. There's no push to do this or that. We don't do that. So if you want to talk to us, we'd love to talk to you. We'll help you. We want to help you. So give us a call. Go to investtalk.com and click on the Contact Us button. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and we'll continue to work on that goal right after this break. 888-99-CHART. uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call InvestTalk 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to go up to Seattle and talk to Raphael. How are you doing, Raphael? Uh, hello, Steve. I'm doing well. Thank Good. you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to ha uh, get your take on SOFI, SoFi so, Technologies. SoFi Technologies. Okay, it's out of San Francisco, California. It's a $5.2 right. billion dollar company. Uh, it is selling for $5.74 a share. It doesn't make money, has never made money, and it's not going to make money this year or next year. It's going to lose $0.45 cents a share this year and $0.21 cents a share next year. It is growing sales by about 50% in the last two quarters, so there's the bright spot. Um, but remember, okay. you're in a bear market. This thing has fallen from, what, 23 down to $5.74. The question is, is it going to fall more, and is it going to, when is it going to come back, or is it going to come back? Still in a negative cash flow, has some debt that I'm a little concerned with. Management owns about 9%. Mutual funds have about 18%. Um, I wouldn't buy this stock in this environment because we're in an environment where growth stocks are disfavored. So it's not a stock yeah. I would own because I don't like to buy companies that don't make money. It does have a lot of yeah, growth. I, I forgot to, to mention the reason I'm asking for so. I got a job offer from them, and part of the compensation is in stock, and that's why I wanted to ask about the company. Okay. Well, the company looks like it's growing in sales 50% in the last two quarters. So, you know, it's $389 million. So that's a good thing. You know, they're, they're, I, I just, as a buying the stock, I wouldn't do it. You know, there's certain times in a person's life when you have opportunities to take a chance and go do something that's more risky. If you're young and you don't have, you know, you want to take some chance, this is as an employee and you're getting stocks, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I kind of like that, actually, because when you're young, okay. you need, that's when you take chances. Okay? All right. 
thank you, Steve. Th- thanks for the call. I appreciate it. So if you you know, he's going to get stock options, you know, uh, you know, as long as they're reasonably priced and if the company keeps growing its sales, it eventually turn a profit, you know, then the options could be worth a lot of money or the company can go out of business. But that's the risk you're taking. Okay. But I, I don't have a problem if you're young taking that kind of risk. You got years and years and years to work for a stable old company if you want to. So, but wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. So Apple on September 7th is coming out with the uh, their new annual event. They're coming out with their new phones. They're going to come out with four new phones. That's at least what everybody thinks. Looks like they're getting rid of their smaller phones. I don't. I guess they're not selling as much as they hope to. They're coming out with new Apple Watches. Uh, they're updating their AirPods, AirPod Pro. So... That's what's happening. That's what they said is going to come out. Um, so it's a new cycle. This is going to be the iPhone 14. <laughs> I guess they just keep adding numbers, you know, and 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever. But that's coming out. Uh, the, on the set, they're going to be announcing that the, what's coming out, uh, what, what new devices they have. So this is the speculation. And then it's usually pretty good speculation. They kind of leak out the information one way or another to drum up excitement. Yeah. Um, don't fight the Fed. That's been the same for as long as I've been managing money and been in this business. When What that means is if the Fed is lowering rates, lowering interest rates, they are trying to pump up the economy. Don't fight the comp- Fed. They're going to succeed pumping up the common economy and invest accordingly. When the Fed is on the warpath to to slow down the economy, they will succeed in slowing down the economy. So you need to be more careful with your investments. So what I'm telling you is they they've been they're very aggressive in in Jackson Hole about what interest rates they're going to push up. I mean, how far they're going to push them up, and they're on the warpath. So don't fight the Fed. Don't be hurry to jump in the market. Take your time. If you have money on the sideline, don't be in a hurry. You probably heard that from me many times over the last few months. <laughs> so don't. Okay, everybody? Okay, I think that's it for the day. You know, it's been, uh, I'm Steve Peasley, and, it, you know, we'll, just a client, and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about our, our podcast. It's free, free downloads. You can get yours anytime from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And, and, you know, we're up about 45 million downloads. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Please be sure to review and rate us if you download through iTunes. We, we like those positive ratings to help uh, expand our profile. We like that. Independent thing and share success. This is Talk. Enjoy your holiday weekend, everybody. Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, It's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461.
Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.